There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. We go to talk to Una Buckley about Dyslexia Awareness Month. There are people all around us with dyslexia. And one of the most clever things they do is they hide it. But I'd love to know just how many people do have dyslexia and how badly does it affect them. Una Buckley is uh, Blossom for Life. Uh, Una, first of all, how many people have dyslexia? And secondly, I guess, what exactly is it? Good morning. Good morning, PJ. Thanks for having me. Um, So yeah, I'm Una Buckley. Um, I'm a dyslexic specialist and consultant. So to answer your question first, how many people roughly? So again, this is kind of growing stats and figures as there's so many obviously that are, you know, not assessed or undetected, particularly in the adult years where, you know, in school, many, many years ago, it wasn't kind of a a thing as it is now. But they're saying on average over the next kind of maybe three to five years, about one in three in every classroom will have a different way of learning. So either that be dyslexia, dysgraphia, you know, borderline autism or, you know, anything within that that spectrum box, I suppose, really. Mm. Um, so it, it is growing in numbers of, of stats and, and accessibility. It, it's been it's been referred to as word blindness and someone tried to explain to me before. So I see a word in front of me, take a simple word like dog, D-O-G dog. I see it. I know what it is. I can't tell you what it is. Is that a form of dyslexia? Well, it, it's a mix, PJ. So it's really the most important thing to recognise with with different ways of learning, either dyslexia or whatever people, I suppose, have in that affinity or our labels, is that everything can be different from each one of our perspectives. So right. my level of dyslexia versus, let's say, somebody else's, regardless of age or, or demographics or anything, could be completely different. So I could really struggle with, you know, understanding a word and pronouncing it. Another person could under have a real difficulty with illustrating their thoughts from their brain onto a page somebody else could just really struggle with their weekly spellings or retention so they may get on really well in their weekly spelling tests or understanding words and concepts if they're reading a book but you ask them two days later and they may have very little recall rate so they may not be able to reproduce it that quickly so it's it's very important to recognize and unfortunately which makes it so complicated from a school setting is that it can be very different from Mm. one person to the next it's a kind of a spectrum then there's a, a, a strong focus on uh, back to school during Dyslexia Awareness Month because I think a lot of people get picked up there for the first time. Exactly, yeah. I suppose the most important things to remember is, is starting back to school. Ideally, I'm sure some parents or even teachers listening in, you know, we want to start off on the best foot as possible. It's 
kind of ahead of a new academic year and um, sometimes people have a this is like the start of their actual year you know so it's important to kind of I suppose start the way as we, we want to move forward so one thing I want to address is we've been getting a lot of questions at the moment from from parents and teachers around the technology space obviously that's massively growing mm-hmm. for people with neurodiversity and you know assistive technology is is hugely going to be beneficial even now but also moving forward you know the amount of apps and software and hardware that's accessible now to people that helps them read out pieces of information helps them understand concepts is is vastly growing so we're actually doing a seminar and um, it's free next week i'm um, on the 20th of september and um, so you can get access and um, to we have a few spaces left um, at blossomforlife.com where we'll address more on this technology okay. space of how best to support a student with learning differences yeah. because this is a it's a constant thing at the moment with the back to school is how they can get technology use in a classroom setting and how best that can help them with that. I guess, Una, there are many differences now in 2022. If a little boy or little girl is discovered to have dyslexia than there were, say, in 1982 or 1992. Completely. But I suppose the awareness is, is definitely growing, PJ. So as you mentioned there with, with Dyslexia Awareness um, Month coming up in October, there there is more of an emphasis and there is more and more people, I suppose, understanding a bit more. Does that say, you know, that needs to stop there? Of course not. You know, there's so many other strands to dyslexia, having a difficulty with maths, as you mentioned before. Some students fall in the dyscalculia bracket. If you have an issue with handwriting or, you know, have a, an issue there from a motor skills, then you fall maybe into the dysgraphia bracket so it's all about kind of moving the way forward to creating more and more awareness as we you know develop and as we yeah. learn more about them as ourselves so like it's, it's it's not just a word it's more like a spectrum it's more like a, a it has so many different ways in which it can affect somebody Exactly. There's so many layers to it, really. There are so many layers to it. And if you have one, that doesn't mean you have the don't have the other. Yeah. You know, you can have, you know, obviously a range of, of different ways of learning um, and you can, you know, have complications in, in lots of different strands. Mm. But it's important to recognise that, you know, it, it's the, there is a different way of detection and assessments for, for each of those, which could be obviously draining and, and costly. As, well. as, as we've been saying, it's, it's often picked up in the early days of school, but parents like to be able to watch their youngsters and see, can they spot anything? Are there any tips you'd have there? Can, can it be spotted by parents during the learning years, the formative years? It definitely can with, with some element, I suppose, of, of knowing what to look out for, really. So I suppose the, the kind of the, the, the signs now, unfortunately, are again varying depending upon what the student has difficulty with. But the, some of the main telling signs, letter reversal, common B's and D's, P's and Q's would be a huge one that's been thrown out. So that would be kind of something that most people would be aware of. And then more of the subtleties, you know, how is their retention? We said earlier about the spellings. If they get, you know, 10 out of 10 or 8 out of 10 in their spellings and a Friday, can they remember them and reproduce them on a Sunday or the Monday morning? How are they overall with reading abilities, you know, speed, handwriting? You know, there, there's so many aspects to look at, but I suppose the main telling signs is how are they in the relation to the curriculum day to day? 
how much time are we spending and investing in the homework you know there's a lot of questions at the moment about you know homework and how do we best support a a student doing homework and how that varies depending upon age group you know homework has become a huge investment of time and energy both for Mm -hmm. parents and teachers and the students themselves and and generally speaking has has very little I suppose you know benefit longer term yeah there's a debate going on I'm sure you've heard of it and it's come up on this program more than once whether or not homework serves any purpose in 2022 do you think it does my personal opinion no <laughs> no that can be counteracted as well totally but there is very little scientific benefit and research stating that fact if a student is at in an academic performance or in an academic setting for x amount of hours every single day even taking out breaks that's enough of a brain capacity for them to you know go away and then do extracurriculars, do a bit of sport, have a bit of downtime and then go to sleep and try to do it all again the day after. You know, so there, there's very little benefit to overdoing additional okay. work outside of school because their brain is already being maximised during the day okay. anyway. No, I, I thought maybe simplistically that parents spending time with children doing homework, that, that they might spot some some indications. <laughs> They can do, yes, they definitely can do, as we were mentioning there, let's say letters and patterns and just overall speed and effectiveness. Generally speaking, if a teacher says, look, these are your three things to do, and on average, maybe their primary school should take them maybe 20, 25 minutes no longer to do primary school homework. If that's taking excessively longer, you know, if it's causing an awful lot of drama and lack of focus and lack of attention and concentration, then there's something else that we need to to address there as to why. Why is that becoming such a struggle? Okay, people want to find out more about your webinar that's coming up at the end of September. Uh, it's free. Blossom for Life, which is Blossom or Blossom Number Four Life dot com. Blossom Number Four Life dot com. Una Buckley, thank you. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Yes, Awareness Month is in October, but a lot of people will learn for the first time uh, this month in September. That there may be an issue with dyslexia. Courts 96 FM.